kindled, and the fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost part of the camp. See, our God heard also hearts that were murmuring and complaining. God hears and God sees our situation. In the next chapter, Numbers 12, And Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. And they said, Hath the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Hath he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. He heard their complaining, their their pride and their frustration. And God dealt with that. God heard. Going on to Deuteronomy chapter 9. This is the testimony of Moses. Beginning at verse 17. This is when he had come down from the mountain and found the golden calf. It says, And I took the two tables and cast them out of my hands and brake them before your eyes. And I fell down before the Lord as at the first, forty days and forty nights. I did neither eat bread nor drink water because of all your sins which ye sinned in doing wickedly in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. For I was afraid of the anger and hot displeasure wherewith the Lord was wroth against you to destroy you. But the Lord hearkened unto me at that time also. See here, Moses was distraught because he was torn. He saw the wickedness of the people. And I can't imagine but what he also was a bit like the Lord and angry at them. Frustrated with his people. But he also cared for them and he, he, he wept and he pled with God. It says here, as at the first, 40 days and nights. And God heard that man's cry for for sparing the people. God heard him. God responded to his heart. In Joshua chapter 10. Verses 12 and 14. An incredible account. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still and the moon stayed until the people would avenge themselves of their enemies. Is it not written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like un like that before or after it, that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel. We read these things and it should help encourage us in our faith that God hears and that God rewards those that diligently seek Him. The Lord heard. In 1 Kings chapter 9, 1-3, to and it came to pass when Solomon had finished building the house of the Lord and the king's house and all Solomon's desire which he pleased to do. That the Lord appeared to Solomon the second time as he appeared unto him in Gibeon. And the Lord said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and thy supplication that thou hast made before me. 
I have hallowed this house which thou hast built to put my name there forever. And mine eyes and mine heart shall be there perpetually. Solomon had made a tremendous prayer asking God to bless that temple and to honor his people as they honored him. And God says, I have heard and I will do that. Later in 1 Kings, this time chapter 17, Verses 17 to 24. It came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick. And his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Art thou come unto, come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? And he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft, where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord, my God, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourned by slaying her son? And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord, my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come unto him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the soul of the child came unto him again and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. And the woman said unto Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God, and that the word of the Lord is in thy mouth, and that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. Elijah didn't just want to do this for some self-gratification. But God used it to establish his testimony. God heard him. We're told in the book of James that Elijah was a man like we are. But he prayed. And God heard that prayer and God acted on that prayer. In 2 Chronicles chapter 30, I find a very interesting account as well. Hezekiah proclaimed a Passover. And it's interesting the number of Passovers that, that happen from, from Samuel up through and how some of them stand out more than others and, and the, the descriptions that are given to them. And, and some were like, well, there hadn't been one since the time of David or since the time of Samuel or since this time or that. And this was quite a Passover. But in verse 18 of 2 Chronicles 30, it says, For the multitude of the people, even from Ephraim and Manasseh, Issachar and Zebulun, had not cleansed themselves, yet did they eat the Passover otherwise than it was written. So they were in violation of God's commands to sanctify themselves. They were disobeyed. But, verse 18 at the end, it says, But Hezekiah prayed for them, saying, the good Lord pardon every one that prepareth his heart to seek God. The Lord God of his fathers, though he be not cleansed according to the purification of the sanctuary. And the Lord hearkened to Hezekiah and healed the people. I don't think this was something that was done rashly. It wasn't like there was open sin. I think a lot of this was done in ignorance. And yet there was a problem here. Hezekiah pled for the people. And the Lord hearkened to him and healed them. Later in Hezekiah's life and experience, this time in 2 Kings, so 
We're going back, and yet it's further along in his experience. 2 Kings 19, beginning verse 14. And Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, which dwellest between the cherubims, thou art the God. Even thou alone of all the kingdoms of the earth, thou hast made heaven and earth. Lord, bow down thine ear and hear. Open, Lord, thine eyes and see and hear the words of Sennacherib, which he hath sent to reproach the living God. Of a truth, Lord, the kings of Assyria have destroyed the nations in their lands and have cast their gods into the fire, for they were no gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore, they have destroyed them. Now, therefore, O Lord, our God, I beseech thee, save thou us out of his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord God, even thou only. Then Isaiah, the son of Amos, sent to Hezekiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, That which thou hast prayed to me against Sennacherib, king of Assyria, I have heard. This is the word that the Lord hath spoken concerning him. The virgin, the daughter of Zion, hath despised thee and hath laughed thee to scorn. The daughter of Zion hath shaken her head at thee. Whom hast thou reproached and blasphemed? And against whom hast thou exalted thy voice and lifted up thine eyes on high, even against the Holy One of Israel? Hezekiah was concerned about his people, but also he was concerned about the reputation of his God. And God heard him. God answered his prayer. You know, this prayer, again, it was not prayed selfishly. But it was a seeking of God to move in a need. And God heard. And the Lord heard. And God acted. In the next chapter, we again have a prayer of Hezekiah. In 2 Kings 20, verse 1, And in those days was Hezekiah sickened to death. And the prophet Isaiah Son of Amos came to him and said, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. And he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And it came to pass before Isaiah was gone out from the middle court that the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears, behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up to the house of the Lord, and I will add unto thy days fifteen years, and I will deliver thee in this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. Now this prayer here seems a bit different than the previous one. I said he was not selfish in it. Well, this seems a bit of a, of a selfish cry. But God heard. And God had respect to this prayer. And this pleading of his heart. And the Lord heard. A few chapters later, 2 Kings 22, verses 15 to 20. This is the answer of Huldah the prophetess to the messengers that King Josiah had sent. And she said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Tell the man that sent you to me, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon this place and upon the inhabitants thereof, 
even all the words of the book which the king of Judah hath read, because they have forsaken me and have burned incense unto other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore my wrath shall be kindled against this place and shall not be quenched. But to the king of Judah which sent you to inquire of the Lord, thus shall ye say to him, Thus, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, as touching the words which thou hast heard, because thine heart was tender, and thou hast humbled thyself before the Lord, when thou heardst what I spake against this place, and against the inhabitants thereof, that they should become a desolation and a curse, and hast rent thy clothes and wept, I also have heard thee, saith the Lord. This wasn't just a prayer that God heard. It was a life that demonstrated humility and repentance. Second Chronicles 33, verse 10. It seems like many of the kings of, well, we know the kings of Israel were pretty much all wicked following David. The kings of Judah varied. But we have here, the ones I'm reading is a number of those that set their heart to seek the Lord at least in some point of their life. And the record is that God heard. This is Manasseh. She was a very wicked man. And God brought him into judgment. But then we have what the Lord spake to him. Second Chronicles 33.10 And the Lord spake to Manasseh and to his people, but they would not hearken. Wherefore the Lord brought upon them the captains of the host of the king of Assyria, which took Manasseh, among the thorns and bound him with fetters and carried him to Babylon. And when he was in affliction, he besought the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers and prayed unto him and was entreated of him and heard his supplication and brought him again to Jerusalem into his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord, he was God. Sometimes God really has to get us to where we cry out. And God may not answer right away. But when Manasseh came to the end of himself, he cried out to God and God heard him. I'd like to look at a few of the promises that God gives. Or a promise at least that he will hear the cry of his people. We've been looking at those cries that he has answered, but this was more this is more to, to individuals and how you would treat an individual in Exodus twenty two. God is giving instructions on how to to live with each other. And in Exodus twenty two verses twenty two to twenty seven. He says, Ye shall not afflict any widow or fatherless child. If thou afflict them in any wise, and they cry at all unto me, I will surely hear their cry. And my wrath shall wax hot, and I will kill you with a sword, and your wives shall be widows, and your children fatherless. If ye lend money to any of my people that is poor by thee, thou shalt not be unto him as a usurer, neither shalt thou lay upon him usury. If thou shalt take if thou at all take thy neighbor's raiment to pledge, thou shalt deliver it unto him by that the sun goeth down, for that is his covering only. It is his raiment for his skin, wherein shall he sleep. 
And it shall come to pass when he crieth unto me that I will hear, for I am gracious. And that should be a warning to each of us in how we treat other people. If we are unkind, if we are cruel, God will hear. And God will, we may be on the receiving end of God's judgment. And that's what he was warning them. Be kind. Treat others with respect. Because I hear the poor when they cry. I hear the afflicted. I hear those who are unfairly treated. And if we find ourselves in those situations, God knows how to make it right without us taking vengeance. God promises that He will hear, for He is a gracious. God also has a couple places that He says that He will not hear. Jeremiah 14. There are reasons that God will not hear. In Jeremiah 14, verse 10. Thus saith the Lord unto His people, Thus have they loved to wander. They have not refrained their feet. Therefore the Lord doth not accept them. He will now remember their iniquity and visit their sins. Then said the Lord unto me, Pray not for this people for their good. When they fast, I will not hear their cry. And when they offer burnt offering and oblation, I will not accept them. I will consume them by the sword and by famine and by pestilence. I don't think we need to, to say, you know, God says he will not hear, but I think it's because they continue to live an unrepentant life. Because we know God has promised to hear those that, that come with a humble heart. But here are those that are, that are wandering. They are, they are living in open rebellion. And even though they're offering burnt offering and oblation, they will not be heard if they do not humble themselves. And in Amos chapter 5, speaking to people that had wandered from God, the first fair bit of that chapter, the phrase seek is in there many times. And he says, in, in verse 4, he says, seek me and ye shall live. He implores to the people to seek the Lord. But then God says to them in their condition that they were in, he says in verse 21, I hate, I despise your feast days. And I will not smell in your solemn assemblies. Though ye offer me burnt offerings and meat offerings, I will not accept them. Neither will I regard the peace offerings of your fat beasts. Take thou away from me the noise of thy songs, for I will not hear the melody of thy vials. But let judgment run down as water and righteousness as a mighty stream. When we get serious with God and are willing to change, to seek him, he will hear. In the Psalms, David cries out over and over again for God to hear him. But he also, in, in Psalm 66, 18, he said, I know that hearing is conditional. He says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Some more, another example of a man that was heard, Daniel, in Daniel 2, 
This was Daniel and his friends. They found out that they were to be executed in short order. Daniel 2.16, And Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time, that he would show him the, the king the interpretation. And Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret, that Daniel and his fellows would not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. God hears. God wants to show himself strong. In Daniel 10, verse 12, following a long recorded prayer of Daniel pouring out his heart to God, confessing the sins of the people and crying for God to be merciful and gracious. A truly humble man taking on himself, acknowledging the sins of his, his people and nation. Verse 12, I think the angel came to him. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from, for, excuse me, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. Moving on to the New Testament, I'd like to look at a few examples of, of God hearing. Just two here briefly. In John 11, we know that Jesus lived a life of prayer. Many times he, he rose up early, he went to pray. He lived a life of perfect obedience in harmony with his father. And here in John 11, verse 41, where Lazarus was lying in the tomb. It says, And they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that thou may believe, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. There was a relationship and a peace that Jesus had confidence that God, his Father, was hearing and was orchestrating these events. And he wanted the people to hear his confidence in his Father. You know, the New Testament is full of admonition and instruction. The Old Testament gives us so many descriptions of happenings and events in people's hearts and how they cried out and what God did with that. And much of the epistles speak to us on our attitudes, how we relate to each other what the kingdom of God is to look like in our lives and not so much of the activities and the happenings. But the book of Acts is that is a glimpse of that. And in Acts 4, we have a very clear picture of God hearing His people. Acts 4, Peter and John were had been apprehended. 
and they were let go. And in verse 23, it says, And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, the rest of the group there, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which hast made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is who by the mouth of my servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up. The rulers were gathered against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together. For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that they may with all boldness, that they that with all boldness they may speak thy word, by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. Here they were thanking God. They were acknowledging the sovereignty of God, and they were pleading for God's continued grace and power to be demonstrated in their lives. Verse 31, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. God heard their prayer. Does God hear our prayers? Another account, and that is in Acts 10, where Cornelius is recounting his story. What happened to him? In Acts 10, verses 30 and 31, And Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard, and thine alms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. You know, it's not just a prayer. It was his life. God heard, God saw, and God responded. We are told in the Gospels there are many promises of being heard, of asking in the name of Jesus, in Jesus, in the Father hearing and answering. Jesus said in Matthew 21, verse 21, Verily I say unto you, if ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but but also if ye shall say to this mountain, be removed, And be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. And yet that is conditional. There's belief. And in John 15, 7, it says, If ye abide in me and my words abide in you. And there's obedience and and desiring to, to follow God completely. It says, If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. I bring these things to us is at times that I struggle with wondering, does God hear? We know He does. And I thank God for answered prayers. And I wonder sometimes if we see what God is doing and if we proclaim that forth. I'd like to read... Yet, Psalm 145. And I'd like you to consider is if you have something to share where God has heard you and you have a testimony to give to that, 
or if there was a time in your life that it seemed like God was not hearing, how you responded to that. Because I think these things are important that we, we give testimony to the works of God. God has given us many re- recorded events of things that happen in people's experiences. And they're written for our learning. They're written for our encouragement. And I think we need to, to continue that. I was thinking recently of, of the fact that I am not a good storyteller. And most of it's because I just don't exercise myself in it. And if you consider the instruction that God gave to his people, it was a passing on of faith primarily by what? Was it not telling the stories of their past and God's faithfulness? Psalm 145. I will extol thee, O my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. Did you get that? I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wonderful works. And men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness, and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. The Lord upholdeth all that fall and raiseth up all those that be bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand and satisfiest the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto them that call upon him, unto to all that call upon him and truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord. Let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Would any of you have a word, a testimony? Thank you, Tim. God, God will provide as we cry out, and sometimes that answer is wait. Sometimes it's you don't need that. Thank you, Rhoda. God has answered your prayers many times and yet tried your trust. Thank you for that. And and that is, we know God hears us. But sometimes we are tested in our faith. And yet, how many times have I not prayed over something lost, over some big area, something, because I don't trust. I don't want to be 
I don't want to be shown that my faith is not rewarded. I don't exercise faith. Wait. Thank you for that. And as I think in my own life, sometimes it's the cry for for peace in a situation as much as anything. And God has answered that prayer and brought a calmness of spirit. Anyone else? Let's bow our heads for a prayer. Father, thank you for being a God that is more above and beyond anything we can really comprehend. Yet we thank you for the scriptures that give us knowledge, the historical accounts of things that have happened that show your your care and your concern, your responsiveness to us as people. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that makes knowledge more than an understand, a head knowledge, but that you can help us to know and to understand with our hearts. Father, thank you for the avenue of prayer and that you hear not only what we pray, but what we are. You hear our our mind and spirit's desires. I thank you for the way that you have manifested yourself to us and those in this congregation that have have sought your face and seek your face ongoing in different ways, that you hear our prayers, that you reward our faith. And I pray, Lord, that we would cultivate an awareness of how you are working and how you want to work and how we can honor you with our lives and that we can also honor you with our lips of testimony that we can declare your mighty acts not just to the children of Israel not just to the early church not just to our Anabaptist forefathers but to us oh God would you work in each of our hearts and lives on a day-to-day basis that we would have a declaration of your goodness that is personal and that is that is relevant here. As we cast our faith in you, as we live a life of abiding and desiring to to honor you and to please you, to put forth those thoughts and those hindrances in our lives, those entanglements and snares that would draw our hearts and draw our, our attitudes and our actions, everything away from you, to think clearly and help us to to each one be challenged, encouraged anew and afresh this morning that you hear 
May you take these scriptures and these words. May you bring fruitfulness for your kingdom. We ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen.